Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. If I stay in faith, well then what is true in the spirit man will become true in the physical realm. Jesus has provided everything. We just have to know how to appropriate it in our own lives, in our heart. When Jesus says it is done, it was done for me too. And now here's Andrew. See, when you're saying, oh God, come and be with us today as we meet. Did you know that that's got an element of doubt in it? In other words, you're, you may not be verbalizing it this way, but you're saying that if we don't pray and if we don't ask God, He won't be with us today. And then we pray as we leave the church. We say, oh God, go with us throughout this week. And just bless us. When the Bible says that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's, there's doubt in the way that people pray. Oh God, come when he says. Where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them. Oh God, go with us this way. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Let me just say this. I'm saying it in love. I know I'm already rubbing people the wrong way. I'm going against religious tradition, but those are stupid prayers. Why would you ask God to go with you if he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? See, when you're saying, oh God, come and be with us today as we meet. Did you know that that's got an element of doubt in it? In other words, you're, you may not be verbalizing it this way, but you're saying that if we don't pray and if we don't ask God, He won't be with us today. And then we pray as we leave the church. We say, oh God, go with us throughout this week. And just bless us. When the Bible says that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's, there's doubt in the way that people pray. Oh God, come when he says. Where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them. Oh God, go with us this way. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Let 
Let me just say this. I'm saying it in love. I know I'm already rubbing people the wrong way. Kanchogere wenti na inga atenchogere la mkwagala kubanga banji benko ntanye nabu. I'm going against religious tradition, but those are stupid prayers. Ntine nabi inji ebye dini nebi obu wangwa bienko ntanye nabu na inga atezo ziba sala nsiru siru. Why would you ask God to go with you if he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? And you can try and whitewash this any way you want to, but you know why people pray that? It's because if they don't see it, if they don't feel it, they don't believe it exists. And so they feel like they have to petition God. When he says, I'll never leave you, my favor is upon you. Whatever you set your hand unto is blessed. On and on I could go with promises. But people aren't believing the promises of God. They're going by what they feel, and sometimes they don't feel the presence of God. There's many times in church services that if nobody jumps a pew, Nobody screams and shouts if nobody falls on the ground. If nobody gets healed. If not anything visible happens, then you'll hear people go out and say, Well, God wasn't within a hundred miles of that place. What they're doing is expressing what they feel. What they're doing is expressing what they're thinking in their own mind, but that is not what the Word says. The Word says if we gather together in His name, He is with us. And so, we don't have to say, oh God, come and be with us. He's always with us. Now, if you wanted to say this, you could say things like, Father, we know that you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. You said, that you would always be there when there's two or three gathered together in your name. That there's a special presence and anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so we believe that. But Father, we don't want it to be just in the spiritual realm. We want it to come into the physical. We want your presence, your power. Your revelation to affect our minds and our hearts. We want to see people's lives changed. 
twagala okulaba obulamu bw'abantu nga buchusibwa Now see if you pray that way I believe that that's scriptural Kati olaba bwobosa byeboti nzikiriza anti kibachikwatagana na byawandikibwa But see that's a prayer of faith just releasing your faith Eralaba enosala ya kukiriza erebe so esumulule byo byomazo okukiriza and believing what God said no kukirizebyo katonda byayogera and yielding yourself so that it can flow through you erano kwewa yojali asobolokulukutira mugwe and manifest itself in the physical realm no sobolokufulumyecho echiri mumoyo nechidda kumumubiri that's okay but to say oh god come echo chibachitufu nayategwe bogama anti katonda jangu And then if you don't see anything special happen say well God wasn't within a hundred miles of that place. Gwenola banga tewali wo kirabikako kumaso kibaddewo nolyo kogama ntikatonda abadde mailo chikumi okuva kuchifecho. See that's unbelief. Obobuba butakiriza. You don't believe that God does anything until somehow or another you petition him. Obatokiriza ntikatonda inabyakola okujja kongo omwegayiride. You get him to do something. Gwenoba ngomuteka mumbera ebako chakola. When you see a person's life changed it is not when God came alive. God was alive the whole time. Gwebola biro bulambu omuntu nga buchusidwa sichechisera katonda chaba koze. Aba yali wonga yakola dda. God was wanting to set people free. It wasn't God who wasn't giving, it was people that wasn't receiving. Let me just say this, I know that this will rub some people's religion the wrong way, but it is very popular. In Christian circles for people to pray for revival. Mubibinja ebyaba kristayo ngabasabira okuzo obujja. I believe in revival. We need revival. Nzenzikiririza mukuzo obujja era twetaaga okuzo obujja. We need to see people just set on fire for God, passionate with God. Twetaaga okulaba abantu ngabayayanira katonda era ngabaguminkiriza okumulaba. Putting the kingdom of God first. I am all for revival. For the effects of revival, but I disagree on the way it comes. Basically, people are saying revival comes by pleading, Oh God, come and send revival. Abantu boba gamba anti okuzo buja kujana kwega ilira. Ngabaga amanti mukama leto okuzo buja. And there are, I could give you many examples. Nzao nsobolo kuwebi okulabida kubinji. Of people I know that have taught people and says we need to get hundreds of people, thousands of people. Ebi abantu banji abayigiri zambu tuino kufune nkumine nkumiza abantu. I can think of one thing that actually had over a million people that took different times during the day. Ndoza kuchintu chimu echatwala kakadeka abantu abatwala esawe zenjabulo mubudde so that 24 hours a day millions of people were praying and begging God for revival. Musawa abiri munya abantu ngabukadde bali basaba ngabega irira katonda alete okuzo obujja. And this has happened I mean decades ago. Eranga kino kibaddewo emyaka nga 10 emabega 
AND WE STILL HAVEN'T SEEN THE EFFECTS OF REVIVAL THE WAY THAT THE PRAYERS HAVE BEEN GOING. NGA TETE TUNNALABA BIBALA BIAKUZABUJA OKUSINZIDA KUSARA ZEBALI BASABA. JUST PRAYING AND BEGGING GOD FOR REVIVAL IS NOT THE WAY TO GET IT. OKUSABA OBUSABA NOKUE GAIRIDA KATONDA OKULETO OKUZABUJA SIENGERI OKUCHIFUNA. See, when you are saying, oh God, please send revival. I actually, you know, everything I'm teaching against, I have done. So please don't think that I'm sitting here criticizing other people. I'm just trying to get us to go to a different level to see things from a different way. And it has radically cha- transformed my life. I believe it would help you too. But when I first got turned on to the Lord, I started these all night prayer meetings. We prayed for revival. We begged God. We thought that you had to cry, you had to plead. I remember one time I was leading a prayer service. And I mean, it was late at night, probably two, three in the morning. It was, you know, long after church service. This wasn't just a typical prayer. I mean, we were praying all night long. And I was praying, and I lived in Arlington, Texas at the time. And I was praying for God to pour out His Spirit. And I literally said this out of my mouth. I was praying and just saying, Oh God, come. Oh God, move. Oh God, pour out your spirit. And I literally said this. I said, God, if you love the people in Arlington, Texas, half as much as I do, we would have revival. And as soon as I said that, man, I just <laughs> realized, what am I saying? Am I claiming that I love the people in this town more than God does? That if God would just get as compassionate as I am, that He would pour out His Spirit. And as soon as I said that, I knew that, man, something was seriously wrong with the way I was approaching God. But this is what most people are doing. When they pray for their relatives, it's basically saying, Oh God, I love this person. Or 
I love them more than you love this person. Would you please? You have to beg. And if it wasn't for you begging and pleading for God to pour out His Spirit, he just let these people go to hell. If it wasn't for the great intercessors that beg God to do all of these things. I'm saying that that's a wrong attitude. I'm saying that God wants to pour out His Spirit and see the effects of revival more than any person who is praying for revival. God loves your loved ones more than you do. It's not even a comparison. God loves our loved ones infinitely more than any of us do. You do not have to beg God to save that person. To pour out His Spirit, to touch them. Oh God, reveal yourself to me. You don't have to do that. God loves them more than you do. Your place in prayer, and I'm going to deal with this as we go through this series, I'll be talking about what is the proper way to pray for a person. I'm not going to do that right now, but I'm saying that the way we are doing it where we are impugning God's character and saying, oh God, if you love these people half as much as I did, you would move. That's wrong. God has already commended His love towards us. God wants people saved more than you and I want it. God wants revival more than you and I want revival. It is not an opportunity to beg and plead with God to move. And yet this is what most people are doing. Most people are thinking that God wouldn't do anything if it wasn't for our prayers and if it wasn't for us pleading with Him. That he's sitting in heaven with his arms folded saying, Nope, you're too, you're too carnal. You're too uh, sinful. I'm not going to move until you get another 100,000 people to agree and pray. Because 
and he's sitting there just, you know, with his hands folded and arms folded doing nothing. No, it's not like that. God's got his arms out looking throughout the whole earth. And trying to find somebody who will allow him to flow through them. God is wanting to send revival. God is wanting to touch people's lives. More than you or I are wanting it. It is not us begging God. It's us yielding to God. And allowing him to flow through us. It says in Ephesians chapter 3. I'll be dealing with these verses more as we go through this. But in verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. See, most people just put a period right there and they say, uh, Unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, period. And they will say, God is able. But no, it's according to the power that works in us. It's not God that's got his arms folded saying, I'm not going to move. No, God is like this. It's us who haven't been letting him flow through us. According to the power that works in us. So instead of us petitioning God and saying, Oh God, pour out your spirit and oh God, move. What we need to do is find out what God has already done we need to find out how he has already empowered us. We need to believe and take what is already ours. Go out and start using it. You go see somebody raised from the dead. You start seeing blind eyes open and deaf ears open. And I'll guarantee you, you'll have all of the revival that you can handle. It's not our place to say, oh God, please pour out your spirit. It's our place to say, God, I, show me who I am. What I have, help me to learn how to release it. And let me be your mobile office. 
Eronyambe ukubera ofisi ye tambula tambula. That man, everywhere I go, I am just seeing the sick healed. I'm seeing people transform. And you start getting that attitude that, Father, you love these people. You've put this power in me. Help me to learn how to use it and release this power. And you get that attitude. And you'll start seeing revival. You'll start seeing people's lives change. But this attitude of, oh God, you can do anything, but you have done nothing. Would you please do something? That's not going to get it done. You've got to start realizing that you've already got it. Everything you're asking for, God has already put on the inside of you if you're a believer. And it's not a matter of you petitioning God and getting God to do something. It's a matter of you finding out what he's already done. As Philemon 1.6 says, The communication of your faith becomes effectual. By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you, everything that's already in you. I'm out of time today, but I will be teaching on this again tomorrow. And I've got a lot to share. This is my book entitled, You've Already Got It. And then we've got a study guide. And then I have DVDs and CDs. All teaching on this same thing. Please call or write today. Ngoyagala okumanya bisinga wo kumasomo gafega no oba ku ministry osobola kuba ku namba ya fe eyesimu eyaba uliriza abafengene line ku WhatsApp group eranga osobola kuweleza SMS oba no kuba nga ogama anti mungatte ku WhatsApp group yaba uliriza oba ngobuze kibuzo chonna enamba yesimu eno eri 0070 Zero Mukaga, Mwenda Satu, Emutano. That is zero seven zero six zero six nine three one five. Ojakubo Yambiwa, Ojakubo Yungiwa, Kugrupi Yaba Udizaba Fe. You are blessed. You've already got it teaching, taught me that all the stuff that I was working to try to receive from God, I already had. When I read those two chapters where he was talking about the fact that we already have healing, like God already did it for us, I wept. He gave me eternal salvation, and He gave me all the things that I wanted and was looking for and didn't have before I understood that I already had it. <laughs> Healing is always the will of God for everyone 
beautiful today. We've already seen hundreds and maybe a thousand heel. They are life for those who find them and health to all your flesh. That's kingdom culture. I'm not hopeless, helpless, and powerless. I mean, I can take back what the enemy has stolen. I can take back my position. I heard the Lord tell me that he was so excited about healing you that he just couldn't wait.